Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's bringing a voice to the growing number of millennial pagans in our brand of witchcraft, magic, and worship. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jarrah Stone. And actually, in studio, we have Xerxes joining us. Hello. Hello. So uh, I know we're we are back from a, a bit of a bit of a December break. Yeah, kind of a Yule break. All we did was one mini soda and a Christmas present for our Patreon supporters. Yeah, which is still up there if you guys want to uh, listen to it and you know just help out the show a little bit by donating to Patreon. Yes, yeah. please do. So happy New Year, everybody! Yes, happy New Year, 2019. I've already been accidentally writing 2018, scribbling it out and putting the nine instead of the eight. I haven't done that yet. I'm so proud of myself. Well, I, I've been signing a lot of paperwork because uh, I'm moving at the end of the month. I know you are. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole new studio. Yep, it's gonna be awesome. I know. <laughs> so Xerxes, how was your New Year? It was pretty good. Uh, I spent it with some family. At the last minute, they let me know that they were flying in from Chicago, which is where I'm from. And, you know, I just met up with them and had quite a bit of a good time, actually. Oh, that's pretty uh, good. Unexpected, but it's awesome. Yay. That's That's exciting. Yeah. So we asked Xerxes to come in with us and talk a little bit about Satanism and Mm. the different branches of what can go under the umbrella of Satanism. And I want to preface this for our listeners. The reason why we've asked him to talk about this subject specifically is because I personally think it's very important that the pagan community knows our allies. And if you've been listening to us talk about the Baphomet issue with the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, you've heard us specifically say that different branches of Satanism focuses specifically on religious freedoms and dealing with that in government and in the Mm -hmm. court systems. And because of that, that benefits us pagans, anybody who is a pagan and anybody of any religion, anytime we're working with having more freedom, it benefits everybody. And it's very important that we understand and we start making those bridges with our allies so that when they need help, we're there. And when we need help, they're there. So let's get a little bit more understanding. Let's try and break down some of the fears people have with that word, Satan or Satanism or any of these words that we're going to be bringing up. Um, If you have any questions at the end of this, after listening to this, listeners, please feel free to send us emails. If you hate me, if you want to totally get rid of this whole entire (laughs) thing with Millennial Pagan, they've gone totally rogue and crazy. Sorry. I mean, I, I think, and personally, I think it's a great idea because because it it's been in the in the spotlight a lot yes. recently mm-hmm. and um there's a lot of and i i somewhat hate to use this term but also it kind of fits right fake news yes. about uh, about what satanism actually is mm-hmm. um because there's no you know it, it, there's no rational thought in the media anymore right and after saying all of that we're first going to learn a little bit about Xerxes and his I guess not really, but totally coming of which story. <laughs> yes. uh, well, I guess everybody has a different way of uh, coming of which story, mm-hmm. uh, how they became a Satanist in this case. Um, my story probably goes back since I was seven years old. You know, uh, my family's religious. They're Catholic. Um, they did the whole Sunday Sunday morning church and all that. And right around between five and seven, I remember when I was baptized even, I hated it. I cried. I didn't want to be a part of that. 
Um, I can't give you specifics as to what was going through my mind. I just know right. that I didn't really appreciate that kind of thing. I was scared. I, I, you know, just walking in the church has always seemed so mystifying in, in itself. Mm-hmm. It's daunting as a little kid. Oh, yeah. And uh, even though my family, you know, went to church once in a while, not every su- every Sunday, but once in a while they did. And, you know, I, and my mother was very religious, and I respect her for it. I think that's where she got her strength from, like a lot of people even in Satanism or whatever mm-hmm. religion you might have, you find certain strengths from it that you draw from. This right. keeps us going and, and, you know, it develops our mindset mm-hmm. for everyday living. So in my case, I just knew that this kind of thing just wasn't for me at an early, early age. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't say I was a Satanist then. I just wasn't, I knew that I, I didn't like going. Mm-hmm. And... Um, from since since I was baptized, I think it was I, I had a late baptism. I think I was five when it happened. Most people get it when they're like a year old or six months old or something. Like I that. I got I got my baptism when I was seven. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mine was pretty old too because we had to wait until my mother had already passed. Not oh, because wow. it was against my mother's religion, but just because dealing with cancer wasn't fun. Oh wow! But Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I thought it was late because I know that a lot of people get it done. Oh yeah, very early. Mm-hmm. What yeah. I'm used to in Catholicism. Yeah, and I and then you know at that even though I was young, I felt like I wanted to have that choice to not get baptized. Mm-hmm. You know, I just didn't want to do it. And uh, by the time I got, I was seven years old, I just did not want to even go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. I was punished for it. They said, you're not going anywhere, you know, to play with your friends or whatever. I'd rather yeah. be punished than to even go to church. You know, that's how much I, did, I despised going. And it wasn't against anything that I, I was taught. I just, I wasn't so accepting of it. I just, I didn't feel like a, it was something I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of this going to hell if you're a bad person stuff going on in that. And I just thought, you know, I don't. I'm seven years old. I'm like, I, I know I'm not a criminal or anything. I don't right. think I need to be here for this. Um, so I just didn't like it. And it wasn't until, you know, I think I was probably eight or nine after that that I met. I met an actual Satan, Satanist. I was at a, a local arcade video store. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those places they don't have them anymore like they used to. Yeah, <laughs> usually mom and pop candy stores with arcade machines everywhere you right. go there play and then you go home and you know there was older crowds older teenagers or maybe early 20s and there was this one guy having this like loud conversation with some other guy about satanism and and he had the the, the leather jacket with the d-rings all over it and there he's mm-hmm. you could tell he was into the metal at the, at the time metal scene acdc mm-hmm. that kind of thing and uh, i think i remember asking him like you know, wow, you know, I overheard the conversation and I asked him, you know, hey, I mean, he was a complete stranger to me. I said, mm-hmm. do you believe in the devil or something? And he said, yeah, man. I, he just looked straight in my eyes and I believe in Satan. And I just, it kind of scared me at the, at the time. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, that's crazy. So that kind of thing always stayed with me, the, the whole religion conversation that I overheard and everything. So fast forward many years later. I mean, at this point, I'm in the military and... Uh, you know, I'm seeing things in the military that uh, makes me question everything I ever believed in. And, right. and I still wasn't really a churchgoer even then. I was more mm-hmm. of an atheist at that point, but I couldn't even call myself that. I just, I didn't have a name for what I felt I was. Yeah, there, there, there was something there that you could, you could feel, but you weren't sure how to describe it. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. So, um, not to try to get too emotional here, but uh, my mother passed away in 97. So mm-hmm. it was pretty dramatic when I got the news. I was in the military when it happened. I was stationed in Hawaii. 
And all I got was uh, my superiors just knocking on my door and telling me that I had to go home because something happened. You know, she had passed away. So I didn't get a chance to say goodbye or anything. Right. Um, so at that point, I really, I, I just, everything went through my head. Like, what's going to happen now? What am I going to do? I'm over here doing this. The military is not going to cut me loose. You know, I got my only, you know, I don't have any brothers or sisters. So, mm-hmm. you know, she was everything for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my in my mind at the time, my whole world was just collapsing. You know, uh, I was depending on family to take care of things while I, since I hadn't been there yet. And mm-hmm. nothing was going according to what I was hoping for uh, to work out in, in my way. But they were doing things. I, I went to Chicago for what I thought would be the funeral. Mm-hmm. It turns out because we're my family's originally from Mexico. I was born and raised in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they shipped her to Mexico to have another funeral there and to bury her there. Oh, so wow. when I got to Chicago from Hawaii, and I mean, it was bad enough that I couldn't even get a flight out early enough and mm. fast enough that I had to wait a whole weekend to get the next flight out of the island. Oh, Man, I get there and, you know, a lot of, I'm not going to go into details of what happened, but basically they shipped her to Mexico before I even got there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, great, now I got to wait like another few more days to get out of you know chicago and then i gotta go to mexico and then i gotta get this approval from the military and all these things are just conflicting in my head like why is this happening is this some kind of a test to you know at that point i just i mean i started having a lot of hatred towards my family and other people you know you go through all these emotions the grieving process and Mm -hmm. anger is one of them Mm -hmm. and but the anger i also had built up inside was the fact that she was very religious and she had gone through a lot of ailments that probably led to an early, you know, death. And I was, I was, you know, I felt angry. So I started taking this out on what I thought was her religion. Right. You know, and I was angry with God and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, one day when I was, at, you know, fast forward, I, I'm back in base on, in the military in Hawaii and some guy had the Bi- the satanic bible he was he had it on the on the desk he was just on duty desk mm-hmm. duty whatever uh, and he had that book he was reading and i thought man you know i haven't seen that since that time when i was like 7 when that dude was arguing with some guy in the arcade store so <laughs> i said hey man i never you know i've only heard of this book but i've never actually picked it up and read it do you mind if i borrow it it's like, sure, man, go ahead. Dude, I picked up the book, man. I couldn't put it down after that. Mm-hmm. I think I went through that whole thing in one day, one sitting. I read the entire thing. It just mm-hmm. really soaked you in. And then it opened me up to a lot of things. So all this anger that I had and everything, everything just, all the pressure I was feeling just kind of was lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of answers that I had or questions that were answered at that moment. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and that's when I realized, you know, this is who I really am, and I've been this way. I just didn't know it. So, you know, I just transformed all my anger into something more positive for me, you know, to make my my life turn around instead of being depressed and sad over everything. I had to just have a better understanding of, you know, this is life, this happens, and it's time to move on now. I'm on my own. I can't depend on anybody. And Mm -hmm. it really strengthens you as an individual. It's a very, it's, you know, I've I've seen other people pick up the book and read it and say, man, my life has changed since I read this book. So it's not just so much because of the the philosophy, but it's what you get out of it as an individual. It strengthens you. You know, you find something, you get something out of it that's valuable, unlike anything. I mean, it's like therapy and beyond. It really is. Mm. So. I, I I like that because it's it's 
for for a lot of people, a religion yeah. is sitting in a chair, sitting somewhere, getting told what to believe. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, it's about you know doing doing the research, you know, actually picking up the book, reading it, getting mm-hmm. into exactly. it. And yeah. I mean exactly. that I, I had I just had that type of conversation with uh, with somebody from my past not too long ago. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, it's um, reading it really. It's 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 almost like therapeutic. I don't want to relate to it too much as that because it's 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 a philosophy as well. It's mm-hmm. a, you know you read it and you have to learn to change your mind to thinking a certain way, and maybe you have to go back and reread it a couple of times over, over the course of your life. Yeah, um, just to get versed, you know, on that book and the the content. Um, but yeah, it, it does. Uh, it's a mindset. The philosophy. It's almost like a religion in, in, the, in the aspects of uh, when you when they do rituals and what you expect to get out of it. It's kind of like religion in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's um, it's very it's about the individual. Everybody is a different person, a different mindset, and it's really Satanism is an individualistic religion. Right. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not about groups getting together, worshiping something, or doing something. And it's not like that, which is something I'm mostly going to be talking about later. Right. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, totally. Right, of uh, course. <laughs> you said it answered some questions. What question do you think really helped settle it in your mind, or what answer did you get in that time, like the first time reading it? First time reading it was uh, just understanding what satan represents okay um that's one of the uh, things that anton Lavey wrote about in the book in the satanic bible mm-hmm. um it gives you like 11 i think it's 11 statements of what satan represents this satan represents, and it, uh-huh. and it, you know and there's these are statements that they're probably in there on the church of satan website as well it's and that's this is another thing I'll, i want to mention uh a lot of people just go there and read the read the um, some of the content the hype the highlights of the book mm-hmm. but i i strongly believe you have to go and actually read the book to understand what those statements are really about the meaning behind how anton lavey came to write that mm-hmm. you know what the message was that he's trying to get across on those statements so reading the statements uh, and i think they're called the 11 satanic statements um of you know what rep- satan represents it spoke. It speaks to you as a, as an individual. And instead of using, he uses the word Satan, but it's more like generalized because Satan represents the person. It represents you. Mm-hmm. So when you when you read it as Satan represents this and that and the other, it's really saying that this is who you really are, you know. And when you come to terms to that and, and you feel like you can agree to that, you're like, yes, this is it. This is me. I am Satan. Mm-hmm. I am a Satanist. You know, and that's that's how it happened in '97 for me. In right. July of 1997, I officially declared myself a Satanist. Okay. You know? So, um, what has your practice or uh, your belief system changed since then? Since '97, like what what kind of developments? Um, as far as like, can you give me an example? Like, what? You, what you... So '97, you read the Satanic Bible, mm-hmm. declared yourself a Satanist. It's been a couple of years. Yes. How how have you evolved? What oh, what have you developed okay. for yourself? Well, um, just like everybody that ever picked up the book for the first time, when they start reading it, the first thing you get out of it is the excitement, of this newfound love that you have for Satanism, and I think there's a lot of that going on right now. Mm-hmm. And certain organizations really are hyping it up, mm-hmm. you know. And again, it's just because there's these highlights that you can just read on. People agree to it, so they suddenly think they're Satanists. But then 
when they when they do research because after the excitement you want more you right. want to you want to find others like you and you know you want to interact with people that way mm-hmm. you know and they start searching for other satans but you don't want to say that you're saying because there's still this you know back in 97 oh of course you know even before that i mean it was it, satanists were very underground mm-hmm. you know they don't like to tell people that they're satanic um, and it was like that in 97. I couldn't just tell everybody I'm a Satanist. You know, I just, I would have to stick with, I'm just, I'm just an atheist and that's it. There, right. There's a big stigma around it. Yes, still is in some yeah. parts. Uh, some people are more open about it now that there's a lot of it out there in, mm-hmm. in the public. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the first part is, uh, you know, when people discover the book and they read it, they 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 start reading more. They, they're hungry for more knowledge because mm-hmm. knowledge is a big it's a big deal and you know it's everything in satanism knowledge right. is important so that's the first thing they want to do they want to keep reading more then they want to interact with others like them you know and uh a lot of the stuff that's out there now are just highlights they don't even pick up the actual book anymore they just right. go to the website and read what's there but the whole the whole uh the book is not on the website itself you're not going to read the whole entire book on a few pages of you know web pages you got to actually go buy the book and read it no and i'll i'll say this now there's no true satanist has ever become a satanist without reading the satanic bible by anton Lavey. so it doesn't he, matter what branch of satanism yes. you have to read that book first you have to read the book you have to have read the book Mm-hmm. Uh, to be to really declare yourself a saint because you really have to understand it mm-hmm. and uh, sadly i think that a lot of people are not doing that anymore because it's so hyped up with you know i'm gonna have to say it the satanic temple okay um there's this ongoing belief and it's almost obvious if you're a satanist that a lot of its membership or people that are very supportive of the organization probably never read the book okay they read whatever they shared on their website mm-hmm. and maybe they read stuff that was on the church of satan website before that mm-hmm. but they need to pick up the book and read it and really live it and develop the mindset with time because you're not gonna you know you can only observe so much but you have to live like that as well and you'll start to see the changes in your life around right. you by the way you live, by mm-hmm. the standards you hold yourself to, with the new mindset and the new worldview you have as a result. But a lot of people, you know, we're living in the age of the millennials. Or, <laughs> you know, I, I know you kind of hate that part. But everything is A to Z. They don't want to go through A, B, C. They want A to Z now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to go through A, B, C until you get to Z. You know right. what I mean? It's just instant gratification mm-hmm. is what they're going for. And it's really not like that. You just develop into it, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sure the pagans are the same way. you, oh, you yeah. got to develop your your magic and all that. You just yep. don't. We, well, we have, a, um, we have a stereotype or a joke that we say if you've read one book and then you declare yourself the priest of yada yada, exactly. you're a fluffy bunny yes. because you don't have enough behind you to get rid of the fluff yes yes we have i think there's a little bit of that going on Mm -hmm. with satanism as well they say everybody wants to do you know everybody wants to be a satanist until it's time to do satanic shit yes yeah everybody backs up oh uh, Oh, yeah i don't want to do that i want to be a satanist but i don't want to do this or you know no same (laughs) thing uh very much so we we agree that uh at least with paganism, we're the religion of many books, and you yeah. have to keep reading to learn. And I think you're very much on the same mindset. You got to at least read. 
this book yes. here before yes. you can start anything. That would probably be step number one. The right. Satanic Bible is it's just a given. It has mm-hmm. to be. Uh, after that, you you could I mean you could read what you want, but you know. Um, there, let me also, also I want to also tap into this uh, this idea that people have about um, there's people that uh, you know they they. They they follow the satanic temple, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, if they want, I think. I mean, it sounds like I'm against them, but I'm not totally against them. It's just, you know, there's some things that they're doing. I think they're uncalled for. They're not really necessary, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's you know. Oh, I I kind of know where I'm going with this now. Satanism isn't for everybody, right? And what they're doing is they're they're trying to really exploit Satanism. And it's getting out of control or in, in spaces where it doesn't need to be going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's obvious little things that they do. Like we, you know, I think we mentioned when we had talked on, uh, before today about the Twitter event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really a fond of that lawsuit with the Twitter thing because the way I understood it was that Lucian Greaves um, was banned from Twitter mm-hmm. for whatever reason. He was reported or they took him down. But then they he filed a complaint. He said, hey, I, you know, I think this is wrong. I think you guys misunderstand what I'm doing here and all that. Whatever happened there, he got reinstated. So mm-hmm. in my view, it was resolved, you know, but he decided to sue them after the fact that it was resolved. So they settled on an agreement where he got reinstated and he decided to sue them anyway. And this is the head of the TST? Y- yes. Okay. And just for um, some of our listeners, the TST stands for... The Satanic Temple. Okay. Just getting the, yeah. the basics. Yeah. So um, I guess coming back to um, mm. kind of the the first part of um, coming of which story yeah. type things. Uh, can you give a basic, what is the simplest like single paragraph you can to describe what is Satanism? Wow. <laughs> I know. It's a difficult question. <laughs> For that, I would have to probably go to the, the 11 satanic statements to kind okay. of give you maybe a few yeah. of those. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll give that basic, and then we'll go and take a break. So once we get the, the basic understanding, I think our listeners yes. will know what we're going to talk about for the rest remaining of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think it's nine satanic statements. Okay, that's actually nine, not 11. I... It's the it's Anton LaVey wrote the nine satanic statements. And I mean, I can, I can kind of read through them if you like. Uh, uh, of you know. course, or the basics or however you yeah, want to do okay. it. So, I mean, you can make out what it, for what it's, for what it is, since you're not a sage, you can kind of make it out for what it is now. And if you ever really want to read into it, well, how, what it really means to understand these mm-hmm. phrases, I recommend the book. But basically, number one, Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. I mean, that's pretty, it's almost, yeah, yeah. pretty basic understanding of that. Uh, Number two, Satan represents a vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Um, Again, for for what it is, it's pretty, you know, anyone can understand that, what that that would mean. Um, And again, the book will go into depth into each one of of these. Number three, Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. And that's a that's a strong one. Right. I really like uh, that one. Yeah, yeah. that's that's huge. Uh, that's common practice with Satanists everywhere. Um, and you know, again, going back to the TST thing about 
you know, Satan accepts, oh, Satan accepts everybody. No, it doesn't. Satanism is not for everybody. And the, the you know, and again, this is just me speaking. I don't speak for everybody. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people will relate to what I say when it when it comes to that because the the fourth one here is what I don't. That's where I differ from the Satanic Temple on this because they're all about this. In my view, this seems like they they want to just take everybody in and say mm-hmm. it's okay you're a Satanist if you call yourself one, but you're not in my view because it's a it's a philosophy. It's a way of looking at the world differently. Um, it's practice also, you know. Um, and this statement says you can't, you know, Satanism isn't for everybody. If there's certain things that you disagree on with the way Anton LaVey wrote the Satanic Bible, then you can't declare yourself a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no changing of the wording. I mean, that's how other religions were formed. The, the one church didn't like the way this church did things, so they decided to create their own. And that's what's happening in Satanism. That's why you're starting to see a bunch of groups. Um, even Anton LaVey, you know, just just understand the wisdom of Anton LaVey. I think he pre- he predicted all this would happen. He said, from the Church of Satan, there'll be more that are going to branch out and they're going to try and mimic our church. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna do that. And sure enough, it did happen in the seventies, I think. But uh, one of his members um, broke away and he wanted to start the Temple of Set. Okay. You know, right. and it's pretty much defunct now. I don't know if it exists. I really don't follow it. Mm-hmm. But Anton LaVey did say he's just one. There'll be more mm-hmm. over years and decades to come. And TST is another. There's other groups trying to have their own spin on Satanism. Right. You know, but in my view, um, Anton LaVey, I mean, we all agree that Satanism has been around for thousands of years. It's mm-hmm. just been existent. But Anton LaVey, in my view, developed the official uh, structure, I guess. He structured Satanism Mm -hmm. where it wasn't there before. And that was a big deal back in 1966 when he founded the Church of Satan. It was bold. It was new. It was was actually an organization. It was was structured. You know, now there's an actual priest, a pope, you know, the high pope or the priest, high priest, which will be him and everything else underneath it, all the... You know, the whole structure of it all. Mm-hmm. So th- before that, it was just more like cults. There's just people getting together, you know, everybody doing whatever. There was no structure. And he really modernized Satanism. He is the father of modern Satanism, the way we know it today. And, of course, everybody's trying to take that position now. They mm-hmm. all want to be the high priest. They all want to do this. They all want to do that. So, you know, and that's where a lot of Satanists are having difficulties with this whole movement of Satanism everywhere all of a sudden. It's not for everybody. Right. I think people, even Satanists that hear me out on this, you got to understand if there's certain things you don't like about it, then it's not for you. You can't just say, oh, I think I'll start my own version of Satanism because I don't like this part about it. Right. You know, it's not very, Satanism is not very welcoming. It's This isn't. You know, a Catholic church. Right. It doesn't it's welcome not open you all. Every day, <laughs> yeah, all day a long. church will take everybody in. Satanism won't. They just won't waste that kind of love on anybody. Right. You know, I mean, in great or not, they just won't waste their time or their love and dedication on just anybody. So, right. I mean, I can I can go on with number six if you like, or what was it, number five? five. Yep, five. we're yeah. on five. Number five, Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Okay. Number six, Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Now, psychic vampires are people that are just 
like trolls online basically right. they just drain you of your time and energy to respond mm -hmm. and we have that in, in real life you know people that just drain you and they they you know I, I get that a lot even oh, online yeah. they some people want to be a satanist they ask me what do i need to do and mm -hmm. i said you know just pick up a book and read it and follow carve your own path from there you know because everybody's an individual so my mm -hmm. satanism might be different than your satanism right you know but you got to have the at least the core understanding of Mm -hmm. what it's based on and go from there right so number seven satan represents man as just another animal sometimes better more often those that walk on all fours who because of his quote divine spiritual and intellectual development end quote has become the most vicious animal of all i think a lot of people can agree with that statement whether you're satanist or not uh, just mm -hmm. look at the pollution we've caused. Oh, yeah. 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 In Satanism, uh, when you read the Bible, the Satanic Bible, that is, um, there's a lot of uh, connection to mm -hmm. this, the, the animal within, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know. So there's a lot of that connection. And I think that's where he gets, the, you know, that's the point he's trying to make with the statements. Then the right. way he wrote it. Uh, number eight, Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. And number nine, Satan has been the best friend of the church has ever had, as he has kept it in business all these years. <laughs> Which is kind of comic. I think he threw that one in yeah. just for good measure. Right. Just just uh, to add a little humor and yeah. calm the spice. I actually had a uh, professor who, um, every single one of his classes, he was a criminology professor. Every single one of his classes always started the same. He always gave a history lesson. And yeah. I put history in air quotes. Mm. <laughs> um, he always said that crime started as being blamed on demons and demonology and oh, wow. a recognition that this professor was originally a Catholic mm. priest before he became a professor of criminology. Um so he always started every single class. His first test was always the same. Didn't matter if it was intro to criminal justice or corrections or whatever. And it became incredibly frustrating because I'm like, that's not what crime was originally. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I can definitely say that uh, I have a history of that statement yeah. being oh, utilized yeah. in yep. academia of all places. And, you know, and you and again, just to recap this, uh, this is how I developed because mm -hmm. of reading these statements and living these statements and right. looking at the world in this way is what made me who I am today. And it's the, the iron core basis of yes, Satanism. Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Well, I think with that, we're going to take a short break. Mm -hmm. Yep, so we will be right back. Hello. Hi. Welcome back from the break. Welcome back. So we've already, we've just listened to um, Xerxes explaining the nine pillars of Satanism. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, we don't call them pillars, but oh, okay. Close enough. Incorrect wording. <laughs> no, correct me. So our listeners are corrected. It, well, it's the uh, 
was it nine? I, I, yes. Yeah, we nine we satanic, confirmed it was nine. Yes, nine satanic statements. Satanic I, I think I had gotten it confused with the 11 satanic rules of the earth, which is a different uh, oh. thing there. <laughs> uh, but, we, we, you know, people can just go visit the, the churchofsatan.com mm-hmm. website and they can read up on this. It's, it's all there, theory and practice tab. You know, but we can right. cover that here if you like, or we can. Uh, if you're ready to, to, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about some of the different subsets of. Um, we've already mentioned the temple. We've mentioned the church. Um, mm-hmm. What are the differences, and what other kind of groups are there out there? You know, there uh, there's a lot of groups that I probably never even heard of yet, and there's some that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, very briefly, I, I don't know how big they are. They. It just seems to me like the prophecy that LeVay had with the, the you know, the, everyone's going to start their own church or they're, everyone's really trying to be the high priest of something all the time, which is, you know, I it's don't agree with It's the same with, with paganism. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't necessarily agree with that. I think uh, it doesn't, it's uncalled for, it's not right. needed. And, uh, but yeah, you know, there's going to be somebody that's going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So for that matter, I, I won't even go into all the ones that I do know of. I don't think, in my opinion, and this is just uh, me speaking only, I don't speak for every Satanist out there. Right, of course. But I don't think they're deserving of even being mentioned. Okay. And I know it sounds cutthroat, but that's the Satanic attitude. Right I was there. about to say, <laughs> didn't you read one of those that <laughs> yes. was very cutthroat? Yes, very. Yeah. Don't give them love if they don't deserve it? Yes. Yeah. I don't think they deserve the love yet. They got to okay. earn it. Mm-hmm. They got a lot more work to do if they're going to really make an impact. So, right, um, of course. So the um, groups that you do consider worth mentioning? The Satanic Temple. Um, again, we Satanists have their differences. Mm-hmm. It's very individualistic. I don't agree with, you know, I started out pretty strong so with my support for them, but it's dwindled some, unfortunately, and it's sad to say, um, mm-hmm. as I really expected a little bit better from them. Um but you know there there was a mass exodus not too long ago. A lot of the mm-hmm. chapter heads that they had they actually they just separated they, mm-hmm. the whole chapter. Like I, you know, I think in California, Lancaster, they that group, San Francisco, other chapters that they had uh, actually began. They they separated themselves from the Satanic Temple over the fact that while this Twitter thing was going mm-hmm. on, you um, know, I had my differences already, and I. I made my case about a year before this thing happened. Mm-hmm. A year after the fact, like nobody cares for what I have to say sometimes, which is fine, you know. Well, but, we do. <laughs> well, you know, I, to my followers on Facebook, I let them know why I don't stand by certain things that they do sometimes, and I call them out for it, and that's just my opinion, and I just want to hear about what other people have to say about it. And we have that dialogue on Facebook, you know. And uh, on this particular day, I, I mentioned why I didn't agree with the whole Twitter thing, the, the lawsuit there, and, and nobody really seemed to say much about it. Mm-hmm. But a year later, it came to light that he had hired an attorney that apparently, and I, I haven't, I don't know how to pull this information, but it was known mm-hmm. that the attorney that or the, the law firm, I don't know if it was a law firm or an attorney specifically, that he hired to represent him that also represented a lot of Nazi groups, hate groups. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, <laughs> if you are all about this, uh, Satan loves everybody, come, you know, all this friendly stuff, and you're going to bring in something like that, somebody, uh, you know. 
I kind of, you know, when it comes to Nazis and that kind of thing and the hate groups, I draw a line on that too as well. Mm -hmm. uh, just as a person, not even related to Satanism or the way I live, it's just we've had that war mm -hmm. and it's been won. You know, and there's still going to be people that are going to want to bring back that era or live in the past, you know, on the wrong side of history. They mm -hmm. want to bring that back. And I'm just not there with it. Uh, I feel like we've had that war, we won, and it's over and done with. And we're, I'm going to live. I'm going to live that way, um, on the right side of things. But uh, you also got to, you know, if you're going to be hiring or having somebody represent you in a lawsuit or whatever, you might want to do a little background on them too, and make mm -hmm. sure that it stands by what you believe in. But I don't know if it was carelessness on his part or he. You know, maybe the attorney contacted him and he offered him, a, you know, I'll represent you for free because it's, attorneys will do that sometimes. They mm -hmm. want that p publicity and they'll work for, uh, you know, for nothing or free or just to get the spotlight and uh, be known. Um, so I don't know what happened there. So I can't. You, you can't you, know, you can't say 100 percent. Yeah, that it's true. Yeah, and he's, I don't really know if he even spoke about it, uh, Lucian Greaves. I don't know if he even spoke about that or why he did it. Mm -hmm. But when the word got out, there was just this huge exit from people. A lot of its membership just decided to leave the, the organization or just not show any more support for them. Mm -hmm. So my way of doing it was that, you know, I'm going to limit the support that I'm, you know, on certain things that they do, I'll throw in some support. I'll give them a mention on my personal social media and my public social media as well. Uh, but if there's things that I don't agree with, I might not say anything. I'll just leave it at that. You know, I'll let others decide what they're going to do. If they want to know my opinion on it, I'll make a case on my own space to do so. But, right. you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it it happens. There's a lot of people that are not too happy with it, and some people are very supportive of TST. But right. So, from your understanding, what does the TST do? I th I think um, they're very politically driven. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're really trying to make an impact for you know to make real change instead mm -hmm. of just saying we believe in this and we're going to live by this and then spreading the word out i think they really want to implement laws that would help you know for the benefit of everybody mm -hmm. uh even pagans mm -hmm. um but you know satanists will probably most satanists will say you know it's a religion mm -hmm. you know we're not going to get accepted no matter what we say and do you know maybe they shouldn't do that we don't need to be in the limelight you know we like we prefer being in the underground mm-hmm and I just think that, you know, at first I, I used to think that way too. I thought, you know, this it's been this way for decades. You know, we're all kind of settled in that mode already. But I think with the Satanic Temple really brought Satanism above ground and into the light. And everyone's just coming out now. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think they, to their credit, they have made some good social change. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm going to talk about... Uh, the gays, people that are gay, uh, the gay community, whatever you want to call it, LGBT. But I, I, I know what it's like to, you know, I've, I know what they go through. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to be like them, but I know what they go through. And I think it's horrible what they, what things are like in the 80s, even the early 90s, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's being more accepted. You just got to accept them for who they are. That's who they are. They're not hurting anybody. Let them be who they will, who they will be. And that's that, you know. Mm -hmm. But in that regard, I think the Satanic Temple, that's, they're doing a little bit of that for the LGBTQ community um, and also for 
religion, you know, in, in general. I mm-hmm. mean, Satanism, paganism, and others as well. Uh, to that, uh, I give them some credit for doing what they're doing, but there's sometimes I think they overstep their boundaries on some of the things they do. Right. <laughs> so I and, I and I don't know why. Um, I really don't know. Um, I, I think just the other day I noticed on the Satanic Temple of Arizona's mm-hmm. Facebook banner, they have a, a a Bible quote, and it's not the Satanic Bible; it's the Christian Bible. Oh. A quote like something Mark something with a number on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a Christian. I don't know how the Bible works with that stuff, but mm-hmm. I know it's religious in that regard. Right. And it might be cool, maybe a cool statement that they can relate to for what it stands for, because it's in Latin. But mm-hmm. it's like you know, never in the history of Satanism has ever we've taken a quote from some other Bible and used it as part of our own or something. We a point we're trying to make across. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of you know, don't do that. Don't be yeah. taking something from somebody else's religion and try to use it like it's ours. Like we own that piece now or something. I don't know what they're going with that, but I I think that's kind of wrong. You're just crossing a line that mm-hmm. shouldn't be crossed it's not needed mm-hmm. and i i think that also that's part of the uh the arguments that are going on with satanists as as people you know some of them are not in agreement with each other because they feel that some people are just doing things that it's not very satanic like to do we shouldn't be doing that you know um you know <laughs> right I, I i don't i can't come up with some more examples right now but right no, that's, no, fine. that's fine we've talked a lot about with the tst's um case against sabrina because well sabrina's a witch oh, yes. and yes, um the an baphomet with uh netflix did you think that was an overreach or did you think that was a appropriate level of hey that's not cool that's ours okay i'm a little conflicted because you know mm-hmm. I think it's great that they use the Baphomet in the show. I thought, well, cool, they're going to... And I get that the Satanic Temple representatives are probably thinking, wait, that's absurd. They're using our image that we created mm-hmm. or whatever. The statue is really where it's at. They think they're using their version of their st- uh, version of the statue that they made. But behind the scenes, we don't know what really what came to what agreement they had at the end because I think they mm-hmm. settled it. Yeah, they settled it with Netflix, but I don't know how if, if the statue's going to remain or not. I I know that they settled it, and I heard I read that they about the only thing we'll notice in public is that they get a little credit on the credit when they're rolling that oh, the okay. Baphomet statues from TST or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's what they were going for all along or why did they have to go in such a such a way that it took a lawsuit to get to that point. Like, right. you know, it's like, and as a result, I'm getting a little, I'm getting comments like, oh, you better watch out, Xerxes. They're going to come after you for your little Baphomet necklace mm-hmm. that you sell on your website. And I'm like, really? I don't think, you know, hopefully not. I mean, these guys, right. are, these lawsuits are... They're getting a little out of control. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So well, I mean, in, in a day and age where anybody can sue anybody for anything now, I yeah. mean, that's that's kind of, it is a real fear, especially for, you know, the, the little guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the only real um, major concern that I would have as a Satanist and, or as an affiliate of the TST is that in Sabrina, they do make no qualms that the witches are cannibals. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I um, 
I, I just think that uh, they should probably pick their battles a little more carefully. Maybe mm-hmm. get some opinion on people, what they think they should do next. Don't just do it and thinking that we're doing it for everybody, you know, because they can't speak for everybody. Right. If anything, you know, Facebook has a feature that you can literally just take a poll right on your feed there and just put it out there. Ask a question, mm-hmm. take a poll, take the numbers and, you know, decide what you think you want to do next. Maybe ask the membership since they collect emails and everything. You can get direct you know, take a poll directly to their email account and ask them. Um, because I think, uh, like I said, with the TST and the Twitter lawsuit, right. you know, after they found out who their lawyer was, there was a mass exit Accident. of membership. Yeah, people leaving. Yeah. And, every, you know, a lot of people weren't too happy about that. So it could go next time they have another lawsuit with someone else. It can go in that direction again. Mm-hmm. It, it could be the wrong attorney for the job or maybe it's the wrong fight in general. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just don't know until it happens. But I think uh, they need to really uh, grab this thing by the horns and take better control of the situation. Because it's just, you can't just throw your weight around because, you know, you got the money or the support to do it. It should, you know, there's some responsibility that goes with it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, moving on. The Church of Satan. What is the Church of Satan? Well. In comparison. (laughs) In, Briefly, yeah. in, in comparison yeah. to the TST, yeah. in comparison, well, I mean, the Church of Satan has been around since uh, 1966, according to uh, you know, as far as Anton Lavey founded the Church of Satan that year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around. They they fought all through the 80s over the Satanic Panic that was going around. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody like Geraldo and uh, other talk show hosts that were around in the 80s and 90s, early 90s. They were making shows about this, you know, Satanism or Satanists and Mm -hmm. cults and all this stuff that was going on that was later defunct. I mean, a lot of the reports that they were saying that came from the FBI or investigators or whatever, it just wasn't true. Mm -hmm. So the the Church of Satan, you know, they fought off with, they did the same thing that kind of TST is doing now, but they do it through legal means. And back in the 80s and 90s, it was through talk shows and information and just putting it all out there. Right. I, I, I love it because um, I actually was just having a conversation with somebody about how uh, older like uh, talk shows and like um, uh, what are they reality shows? Yeah, mm-hmm. they actually have writers on them. Oh yeah. yeah, and I actually have a friend who actually went on the Jerry Springer show mm-hmm. and was hired on as an actor for the Jerry Springer show to wow. be a guest. <laughs> so, yeah, reality TV wow. yeah. is kind of controlled and not so realistic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, does, you know, the Satanic Temple is using, well, with the power of the internet and everything, and then the, the fact that they can just throw lawsuits around, it's, it does cause waves easily. It make, it mm-hmm. does, the word spreads faster than fire. I mean, it's, through the internet, man, you, you get your message across quickly, and it can be misconstrued and everything. Mm-hmm. All sorts yeah. of things mm-hmm. can happen. What the Church of Satan was doing in the 80s was at a much different level through just media and television, radio, where now we have the internet, we got podcasts, we got everything. I mean, it's it travels in an instant, mm-hmm. worldwide even. Something I think was unthinkable back in the 80s during the satanic panic, you know. But, uh, you know, I just, that's why I think, and also the Satanic Temple is so new with so many young people, mm-hmm. and the fact that a lot of its membership probably never even picked up the Satanic Bible, mm-hmm. and they all get excited when they read these things online, they just start 
thinking that they're Satanists now and they can just run with it. And it just, you know, it gets misconstrued really quickly um, with false information or misunderstanding of what it really means to be a Satanist. So, So the Church of Satan is more an actual religious organization now and more like an actual church. Yeah, well, it's, you know, um, I got to say it. I think the church, the, the word church of Satan, the church was just like a, back in 1966, I think it was thought of as a way to make an impact on, mm-hmm. on the, with the title alone when people hear about it. I know that he did have a, a following, mm-hmm. that it wasn't like Facebook where you just joined the group and online. It mm-hmm. was actual physical presence. You got to be there. And they did performances or rituals and things of that nature. And it was like, I think it was more about impact. Mm-hmm. And publicity, and it did grow into an organization. Like, they actually had it structured where, you know, there was priests and, you know, other titles that they were given. Right. You know, right. Um, and, and I think at one point they even had, I think in the 80s, early 80s, late 70s, they had a grotto system, mm-hmm. which is what the, t- the Satanic Temple is doing now with the chapters. Mm-hmm. But the grotto system, obviously, it, it they folded it up. They just said, no, we're going to do away with it. Because I think too many people wanted to develop their own little church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then grow, you know. So the Church of Satan is more of a church of Satan, a church in, in, in name only, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some structure mm-hmm. within the, you know, wherever uh, the high priest is now, which I think is in New York. Um, but you know, for the most part, because it's mostly an online presence these mm-hmm. days, it's like everything else is now. Um, it's just more of a more or less name only. It's not really a church, but mm-hmm. it is a lifestyle, like a, with the with the philosophy involved in it and everything else. You know, okay. um, there's people that do get together. Um, I guess you could say if there's going to be a church, is the one you form with people you know and mm-hmm. do a ritual. I think pagans probably do the same thing. Right. Yeah. You right. can probably consider that church that day right. for that event. But no, it wouldn't be like organized like every Sunday or you know, like the other right. people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, weird question. Have you ever seen the show Lucifer? I have not, believe it or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well we because we it, it just, to me, it's... Like really, Lucifer? I'm like, come on, you know, what am I gonna, just gonna? I know I will probably get disappointed. I'm like, eh. ah, gotcha, you gotcha. Know, why, yeah. why bother with something like? That? Even Sabrina, I don't even watch it, but I've only heard, read about it, or right. you know, in stories in the papers or online publications. Right. Stuff like that. I think um, with the show Lucifer, it's just another gimmicky. How can we sell a crime show? Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm not d- bashing it. I enjoyed the few seasons that I watched of it. But yeah, it's very much a, we want another way to sell a crime show after Bones and um, yes. and, and what's the other one I used to watch? Well, when oh Castle, when Castle, Castle and Bones left TV, they needed something else to yeah. replace their time. It, well, it's like uh, remember what I read earlier that the Church of, of Satan, Satan has been the friend of the church for mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I think Satan is the friend of the the programmers out there now. All these TV shows. <laughs> I mean, it makes for good stories. Right. And even horror yeah. Well, movies it, it and gets people's attention, yeah. and they want to see yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, there's there was even uh, I think there's somebody now trying to launch a Bafflement the movie. It's a horror film called Bafflement. Okay. And I mentioned this back in 2017. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be released in, 
in December of 2018, last right. year, last month, but mm. it didn't get released. Oh. I think they're, I don't know what's going on with it. I, I don't know if they're having trouble releasing it, funding. I wonder if it's, uh, do you, did you know if it was Lionsgate or if it was the same people who did um, Crumpus? Um, I don't think it's Lionsgate. I, I mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even know who these people are, but right. I know that I think it's been filmed and everything. I, I don't know if. It's just getting it out. Getting I'm going to have to do some research on that one. That's could be a distribution issue for the theaters to get the movies out there and yeah, you know, yeah. put it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what's going on. But it didn't get released when they said it was a year before when I shared the right. story. So, yeah. I mean, Do well, let's talk about why Wiccans or Pagans, they have this... I think I mentioned earlier, why do they have this fear of a Satanist when they see one? They want to stay away from them. Or they can't <laughs> touch anything that's Satanic related, like a pendant or a book. Right. Or um, well, I think that has a lot to do with um, a lot of pagans uh, were raised Christian. And mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. hard to get rid mm-hmm. of a lot of those it, it, those feelings. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a something that's been indoctrinated or just, just a, a deep-rooted um, mm-hmm. fear of... Oh, Satan's bad, you know. And yeah. I mean, I've I've kind of, I mean, I've been guilty of it. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, I have been guilty of it. But knowing knowing more about it has helped me, you know. Say like, you know, it's really not that bad of a thing. I mean, one of my friends uh, actually at my my new job, she's uh, she's a Satanist, mm-hmm. and we've had several conversations uh, just in the in the break room, just talking about. Yeah. You know the 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 differences and the similarities of you know the uh, of paganism to Satanism. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of those. Yeah, you, you people will have that deep rooted fear of it because it's a for lack of a better phrasing, it's a fear of the unknown right. because they're they've been told so long that it's evil, that mm-hmm. it's bad, that you shouldn't do it, that they don't research it themselves and they don't right. they don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. right and i think there's two other reasons the one of them uh, we talked about what fluffy bunnies yeah. and paganism mm-hmm. what we call fluffy bunnies there's a half of fluffy bunnyism that isn't just oh you've only read one book there's another half of fluffy bunnyism that is more like we just want to be love and light and nothing <laughs> bad nothing negative and we're not going to touch our even our own shadow work mm-hmm. we're not going to deal with that and i think to those particular pagans when they see a god or a deity that in embodies the darkness that embodies the shadows that embodies the ne- not necessarily the negative side but the overindulgence side mm-hmm. they don't want to touch it because they don't want to touch that part of themselves yeah. so there's this fear of oh if, if if i even look at your wares or i look at that that symbol i'm going to suddenly be struck down by the mm-hmm. the bad part of me and or the bad part of paganism or maybe they think that it's protecting them from the negative part of paganism and then there's this other portion that i think is more a historical thing uh back in the beginning of paganism when paganism was going big buckland and a lot of other big name father elders of paganism and Mm -hmm. wicca and so on and so forth were saying in the media we're not satanists we don't worship the devil we don't sacrifice animals we don't do this we don't do that wiccans don't do these things we don't hex well guess what we've hexed the president 
Mm-hmm. We've accepted voodoo hoodoo and other religions that do sacrifice animals, whether they take care of the carcass as food, offering, or whatnot. So we do honor a horned god as a god of love, a god of sex, a god of all this stuff. Guess what? Modern millennial paganism includes the shadows includes the sex includes the overindulgence so why are we afraid of satan i can't tell you i don't understand it and and i i I also love the way that that it put it you know yeah satan has been a friend of you know uh, the uh, the church the church it's it's like duct tape Mm -hmm. the light side and the dark side you can't have one without the other and it holds the world together What's another thing is um, historically, and, and people who've watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina should know this and maybe hopefully know that this is a historical viewpoint of witches. To be a witch, you had to promise yourself to Satan and you had a sign in Satan's book. Maybe we don't like the idea, modern witches, of saying that that's how we got our power. That's how we got our strengths because modern paganism our magic and our power comes from us individually not from any deity whatsoever so i think maybe there's even that sense of it like oh Mm -hmm. the crucible if i touch this now i'm my power comes from him and i'm a devotee of him and one of the reasons in the show that sabrina Mm -hmm. is hesitant to signing in the book of the beast is because she doesn't want to be at satan's beck and call and Mm -hmm. she likes having her independence and her strength so i think maybe I don't know, maybe there's a psychological thing with that, that people who are educated in that Mm -hmm. area have a fear of. I might be just going crazy. It's interesting you mentioned that in the Satanic Bible Mm -hmm. and for some of the so-called Satanists that probably never read the book again, (laughs) (laughs) believe it or not, um, there is a section in there where you make a pact with the devil or Mm -hmm. Satan by signing a contract about selling your soul to him or or Mm -hmm. her or whatever. So there is that, there's a couple of pages in there with it, and it's got a little form that you mm-hmm. put your name on and supposed to sign it to sell your soul to the Satan or something like that. I, you know, and I, I don't even have an answer as to why that's there. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be sarcastic on right. Anton LaVey's part uh, right. or what. Uh, that would be a question for the high priest of the Church of Satan to be asked one these days. Oh, well, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, kind of like what we were talking about earlier about being baptized. Yeah, I kind of see it as something very similar. It's more of a public showing or a public gesture mm-hmm. of yes. uh, of being a part of your religion yes. right you know and, and that, that's that's kind of one of those things like you know you, you hear about, about people signing signing deals with the devils you know down mm-hmm. at the crossroads mm-hmm. all that fun stuff um but yeah i, I kind of think it is more of a public declaration i, I agree yeah it makes sense yeah I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah, you could be. You could be honestly signing a pact with the devil, but that's your religion. That yeah. is what you believe, and you are comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And when we say devil, I meant that loosely. Like, it's, oh yeah, devil doesn't really apply to a Satanist. Uh, yeah, you know, the same that. way. Yeah, but it, it's. I think it's written in that way in the book. I can't remember exactly, but I know there's a section there mm-hmm. regarding that. And also, I gotta ask you okay. as a Satanist because <laughs> I've met pagans or mm-hmm. Wiccans, and and sometimes they say, "Oh, I'm," yeah, when they say they're a witch, I, they they have to follow it up with, "I'm a white witch," and I'm like, "Really?" Because I want to know where the black ones are. That's where I, <laughs> I would love to. I think I'd be attracted to one if I ever saw one. 
You know, I'm like, jeez. Uh, oh. <laughs> I actually consider that phrasing very outdated. And uh, fight me. Fight me, witches. Go ahead. I find that extremely outdated to say white witch, black yes. witch. Um, y- even reading in Buckland's book, it's magic isn't either way. No matter what. You write yeah. the magic, it's not black or white or dark or evil. Um, there are some people who will say they're gray witches. That is more of a not outdated term. I guess, but I, I think the black and the white is very outdated in the sense that you do what thy will harm none isn't necessarily always going to be a thing. I'm mm-hmm. more of the um, do what thy will harm none, take no shit kind of girl. Um, I work actively hard to not cause harm to other people. I mean, my whole entire religious stance on cruelty to animals and animal cruelty and animal testing has changed my whole entire beauty routine. And I think that's an incredibly important part of my religion. However, if you're going to do something to me, I'm going to throw it right back at you. And I have not cast a hex myself, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't allow shit to happen to me. I I, I set up my own bounds and my own shit. And I mean, I, we're gonna say fuck all the time and that's another thing of the whole the the fluffy bunnyism i'm going Mm -hmm. to touch my shadows i'm going to work on my dark crap that i have hidden in closets and Mm -hmm. that is sometimes considered black magic and black Mm -hmm. witchery and the 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 way it's part of magic the, the way that i i used to look at it um was think of jedi and sith mm-hmm you know, you you have the Jedi who are who are trying to keep the peace and keep uh keep the the good side of the force, and you have the Sith who are the ones that shoot out the electricity, trying to find their own power and their own you know their their own upcoming. And then you have the gray Jedi who are just trying to find the balance between the two. Yeah. That's kind of how I I used to look at you know when people were saying I'm a, I'm a white witch, I'm a I'm a black witch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I said before, you can't have the dark side without the light side. You can't have the mm-hmm. light side without the dark side. It's going to be there. It's it's yin and yang. It, mm-hmm. There's a little piece in each. Yeah. So, you know, you, you do have, just like with every every religion, you have the extremists uh-huh. who who do go. It's like, oh, I am going to going to be a white witch and do nothing but what I consider good. Yeah. And I think, um, so we come from a a reclaiming background. The reclaiming Mm -hmm. tradition is uh, deep in activism. I think you can't do activism. You can't do good for the world until you know your own, your own negative and your own badness and your own, where you're toxic and what kind of toxicity you put out into the world. And I think it's very, the strongest magic that any witch can perform is self care and self development. Mm -hmm. And that means dealing with where you're a bad person and where you're not the best you. And that's, that's black magic. Sorry. That is a cursing. Mm -hmm. The president is activism is mm-hmm. working towards a better world for all in your opinion and it's black magic yeah. but it's for the good mm-hmm. so i mean so, sometimes yeah. you got to get your hands dirty for the greater good yep and you know um age of ultron spoilers uh i haven't seen ultron but i've heard some arguments where he thinks he is the ultimate hero mm-hmm. and 
I think a lot of people who work towards black magic, even some people who are actually bad in our political spheres, think they're working towards the ultimate good. And mm. they just don't see it the way the rest of the world does. So a black witch or a dark magic working witch is working towards what they think is their good mm-hmm. through yeah. maybe some. I mean, for 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 my for my millennial angles. millennial geeks out there, Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> you know he he he's actually he actually believes that he's doing good mm-hmm. by wiping out half of, half of existence. Yes. Right, because if you wipe out half of existence, you have more resources. Right, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like that yeah. that's that's a negative. You're killing. You're harming. You're doing bad things for good ends. Yeah. So. Wow. Hopefully well, that I'm, answered your question. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. I could see it uh, the way you see it. Um, mm-hmm. Satanists, you know, we don't really, when we talk about magic, there is no white or black. Right. It's just magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, as a matter of fact, uh, just, I was just looking up the uh, the 11 uh, satanic rules of the earth, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, there is a, one of them that, one of the statements made that talks about uh, magic. Mm-hmm. And this kind of like the way we, we, it's number seven for the Satanists out there that know what I'm talking about. Acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. So, you know, we don't have black witch or white witch. Mm -hmm. It's just a witch. And, you know, in most cases, it's the satanic witch, which is the most common phrase used for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think men go by warlock or satanic warlock, you know. Mm-hmm. But there, there is no black magic, white magic, or anything like that. It's just magic. And mm-hmm. you know what? In, the, in our view, it might cause harm. It's right. just something that can happen depending on what the intent of the ritual is right. when you uh, perform it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like, and I will give you a, one example. I probably the biggest curse I ever performed was on. Uh, I was in the military, as you know. I'm, I had, to, you know, my mother had passed, and as I was getting out of the military, I decided to leave early, about nine months shy of my four year contract. Mm-hmm. Which somebody would have thought, you know, that's kind of crazy. You should have just stayed, but it's like you know, my mind was set. I need to leave, and it didn't matter when. Right. You know, I didn't want to stay there for the whole four years. So, and I had a little problem with uh, one of my commanders that was in charge of me. He was the, uh, he was a sergeant major. Mm-hmm. He was way up there. He's the last rank you can get mm-hmm. in the in the Marine Corps. And uh, I, I remember his last name. I don't know if it would be okay to mention the name. <laughs> yeah, maybe like. <laughs> like last <yeah>. name? <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> okay. Just sergeant or I've, sergeant major. I've mentioned his name on my social media because I really, I, I meant everything I wanted to happen to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he hated me. He knew I was a Satanist. Mm-hmm. He found out and he really gave me uh, quite a, quite the yelling and then he would humili- humiliate me. He I got punished one time. Uh, you know, I had to clean toilets with a freaking fork, mm-hmm. believe it or not, and scrape the crust or whatever that's in the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to do that for about 10 days every day for a couple of hours, just clean toilets that way. It was just ridiculous. And there was nothing I could do. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was, uh, you're at a, the mercy. Yeah. I was a Lance, Lance Corporal, you know, E3. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have much say in anything. I had to take the punishment as it, as it came. So I knew that I was getting ready to leave and I just performed a ritual, a private one. 
and I just thought, you know, I want this guy's career to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how long it takes. If he's going to think he's going to retire from the, Mar- from the Marine Corps, I, I I want it to end before it gets to that point. I want mm-hmm. him to really feel the pain of what I'm going through. Well, it didn't take effect until after I was gone. Right. Uh, it, I think about seven months or so after I was discharged, I I found out through some friends that I stayed in contact with. They told me that he had been in trouble himself. Mm-hmm. He was having some marital affairs, like he was beating on his wife or something. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a talking to, and he just wouldn't listen. He'd been arrested, Ooh. and he still wouldn't like mm-hmm. take orders from the higher ups above him. And then it actually led to his demise as far as his career. It was he, they busted him down to a private. This was like Ooh. a thirty-year. Vet, you know, not yeah, even a veteran. No, that, he was still active duty. He, he was a, a career, yes, yeah. career soldier. Yes, uh, sergeant major busted yeah. down to private and then kicked out of the Marine Corps. Oh, Man, that was like the greatest champion ritual ever. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so he was he, d- dishonorably uh, discharged. He fucking deserved it. And I mean that with a passion. He well, deserved it. Of course, if he was a <laughs> wife beater, I would agree. I think... Um, it, it's probably yeah. my greatest accomplishment as far as casting a, a magic on someone like that. I well, mean, he, he, oh, to this day, I love it. I love telling that story because I, I really, in my heart, I mean, I meant that. Re- and I can never deny the power of magic. Mm-hmm. Because if I do, it, it could come back to me a hundredfold more than what he got. Right. <laughs> you know, right. we just don't know, but... You know, it's pretty powerful stuff, and mm-hmm. that's that really cemented me into Satanism at that point. You know, when I realized the power I had, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, this is amazing. Right, yeah. You know, it's probably the greatest story I ever, I could tell right. from personal I like experience. <laughs> I, um, uh, when I was transferring, I'm still with the same company, um, that I pretty much laid it down that I was transferring out of my current contract at an interview for a mm-hmm. promotion, um, I asked the question because there was some rumors, what is the hourly rate? And my then boss kind of flipped his knots and was like, I don't understand why there's questions about this. I don't understand why there's confusion. I'm like, because your good old boy best friend lies through his teeth and told everybody a different story about what the rate is. And so after he had his nice little fit about that, I was like, you know what? I already, I'm accepting a position with a different contract within company, start processing Mm -hmm. my transfer. And um, the first thing I did was make a call to my friend who's in corporate saying, what can you do to stall my transfer? My second call was to the other manager saying, hey, I'm accepting your offer, Mm -hmm. by the way. And then the third thing I did was write a spell that was a... A block. So it, it, mm-hmm. w- it was um, diminishing his hold over me. And because of that, I think really and my whole entire transition was very smooth. It was only two weeks, which was what I expected and what I um, had already thought was a respectable amount of time. And there was no issues. There was no write-ups. No, he couldn't do anything to prevent it at that point. And I don't – I say it's the magic, but I don't know if that friend – and called in some calls and was like, no, you can't <laughs> fuck with her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, uh, even that, just doing the magic would have affected those calls. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I definitely agree. With, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it could, it can pos- it's possible, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. As long yeah. as you do your due, you get your magic to work. That is yes. true. You, but you got to put the work in. You got to put the work yes, in to course. get the results. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. So what is yeah. your company's name? 
My website is www.sigilofbafflement.com. S-I-G-I-L of Baphomet. Everybody knows Baphomet. Right. Yeah. And you can find um, your stuff at Instagram with... Uh, yes, there's links to Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of pictures to, to mm-hmm. go through. And you can follow Instagram and Facebook there. I don't always share the same picture on both. Right. Um, different content. I, I have mm-hmm. a little help with Facebook now. So, right. you know. All right. Well, you can find um, more of that from our stuff as well. We'll obviously go ahead and follow you so you can just, our listeners can go ahead and look at that. Into it. Yep. So, well. Let's go ahead and dive in. I don't have a whole lot of news going on other than in February we'll have uh, in bulk. Uh, right now is the new moon, uh, and it's a pretty big new moon. So Yeah, I think the, the next full moon... The next full moon is... Is the super, super blood wolf moon. Yes, so it's going to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so get your stuff ready for that. Uh, we want to thank from our Patreon supporters, we want to thank Kathleen and... And strange order. Mm-hmm. And Jared, do you think we uh, we make Patreon worth your while? I do believe so. You see, uh, with Patreon, of course, uh, if you do become a supporter at our $5 level, you get an awesome button, sticker, uh, a little bit of a thank you note from us, mm-hmm. and of course, a monthly exclusive mini-sode that's uh, only for our Patreon supporters where right. Autumn and I get together and we talk about just, you know, current uh, current events that we got going on in our lives and how we uh, witchify them. Right. And of course, our $1 a month, you definitely get your shout out right here. So thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You can listen to Millennial Pagan Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. You can find Millennial Pagan Podcast on Facebook, Pinterest. uh, Sorry, not Pinterest. (laughs) I'm not doing that. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can find Jarrah where? Uh, of course, uh, on Twitter under at Jarrah Stone. Mm-hmm. And of course, on Instagram at Haggard, ha- Haggard underscore Haggard underscore cosplay. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and I'm the one covering that Instagram. Uh, you can also find Pagan Book Talk Phoenix Valley, which is my little baby, on Facebook as well. And that's the first Sunday of the month where you can bring any book and talk to other pagans about reading. And so I guess from everyone here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Merry Meet, Merry Part, and, and Merry, Merry Meet, meet Again. again.